short that OnlyFans stock like a motherfucker. That's what I would do. What does that mean? I look naked. Look, I could do OnlyFans right now. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that those girls who are getting their, and I guess boys, who are getting their second source of income on OnlyFans are doing so because their degrees in philosophy and psychology are useless? I think the list is a lot longer than that, but sure. How many of you are doing what you studied? Me. Mathematics? Yeah. I am not. You are not. In a way, I do. I Brandon, argue... what did you study? Mass comm, electronic media. In, in 2008, I was originally trying to do print media. Like I was going to write for a newspaper. And, uh -huh. and obviously, newspapers, newspapers are dead. Are dead. So. <laughs> I use them to pack things in boxes. See, they still serve a purpose. And you can read while you pack. So And to clean clean glass. You clean glass with newspaper with magazines? With newspaper. Oh, not newspaper. magazine. Oh. It's excellent. Yeah, my dad does that. I don't And get rims. It. You do rim you do rims and glass. <laughs> Makes it nice and shiny. You can see your reflection. There was a joke <laughs> in there that I was gonna go with and I'm just gonna back off. About rims? What? I tried to transition it for you. I know. I just didn't know how to With go. You should, you should have kept going. College degrees, because <laughs> really college did. is <laughs> because college is a racket. I don't know how else to guide you there. I'm not. I'm not. I can't. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't Amanda. make him drink. Well, we might as well just get started. So sweeping that driveway. <laughs> don't worry, I'm drinking. Cheers. I hope you guys are doing well. Everyone has a drink in their hand. Uh, tonight we have Amanda, we have Brandon, Brian, and myself. Tonight, are the four of us done. One yes. together, we have. What was our nickname? Do we have a nickname? I don't think so. We need a nickname. What was the podcast? What was the podcast? All for us? Do you know? It was recent, like two yeah. episodes ago. Was it Little Miss Sunshine? We did that one, yes. But there was another know, one, yeah. like two episodes ago. Apparently, like, nobody did... listened to Little Miss Sunshine because we didn't even know who's in that movie. So, Jesus, I'm really with that one. Yeah. If someone comes up with a nickname, they're gonna claim. At WC Tony's $25 worth of Dogecoin. That he still hasn't claimed because he doesn't read episode descriptions. If you read the episode descriptions, people, we've been giving away free merch, free crypto. <laughs> free merch. He has. You haven't read been reading the descriptions either, I see. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, the, I think it's safe to say that the movie we're going to talk about tonight, I always say it, a little special place in our heart. <laughs> How safe is it to say that? <laughs> Tonight we're going to do a movie that I'm pretty sure almost everyone here voted for, for the exception of one, and that, that person one? is actually here tonight, That's which right. I have no idea why, but Amanda did not vote for this movie. Did I vote for it? You voted there for were, it. No, there were lots not. of yes, good you movies. You voted for this one. Brandon voted for this one. I voted for this one. Do you mm. have the, sh the checklist shared on Google Drive? I would like to know what what I voted for in 2006. It's there. 2006. So tonight we're doing 2006's Accepted. Um, it's actually kind of funny. If you really stop and think about it, we're doing this one right now, being that college is right about to kick off. But I well, guess that's yeah. why that they released this movie when they did. Accepted was released on August 18th, 2006. With a $23 million budget, it brought in a whopping... Guess. $47 million. $100 million. It brought in a whopping $38 million ding, ding, worldwide. Ding. We all went over. Yeah, we did. $1, Bob. Making it the 126th highest grossing film in 2006, just ahead of Dane Cook's Employee of the Month, and it just beat out Basic Instinct 2, which I didn't oh. know that one existed. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be our second Justin Long movie and our third Jonah Hill movie. Jonah Hill becoming a staple. I wonder why. Is it because okay. he's important to millennials? He's mm -hmm. my guy. Mm -hmm. He your guy? That's my oh, guy. Oh, he's one, officially one of your guys? He's officially... I think he's the apex of my guys. Well, I always start off with a question. Might as well get to that question right now. 2006. I'm sorry. I'm going to derail this. Go ahead. There were lots of options to choose from, which is why I did not pick Accepted. Name them. I picked V for Vendetta, Talladega Nights. We did it. Little Miss Sunshine. We did it. 300, Devil Wears Prada. 
Three out of five. And The Prestige. I had just watched it. And I was like, I want to mm. talk about this. Recency bias. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, that one's a little underrated. So I guess that kind of leads into our question. Ooh. Is Accepted the most underappreciated slash forgotten comedy of the 2000s? Why do you use hyperbole like most? I know. I love right? it. I know. I'm just going to say no. You don't think it? You don't think it's underappreciated? You don't think it's? it's it is. That, that's the problem. It is. It, but it's not it's the under, most. Is it the most underappreciated? You made it hyperbolic, so I have to say no. <laughs> what, what's the most underappreciated forgotten oh. comedy? Road trip. That's one. Let me give you a few choices. Road trip. Really good. Yeah. Friends with benefits. Oh, is that forgotten? I think it is. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, waiting, which we've done. Zach and Miri make a porno. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah. Van Wilder. Is that forgotten? Okay, so I did a little research, like, hey, most okay, forgotten sure. comedies, blah, 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 blah. Van Wilder <laughs> popped up quite a bit, which I was very shocked about. Because I was thinking, like, the second one? They're like, no, 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 the original. And then this other one was another talked about forgotten comedy of the 2000s, Role Models. Mm. I remember Role Models. For sure. I think this one does get forgotten in that group. The 2000s was, and we've talked about it before many a times, the 2000s was just, it has a bunch of really, really well-made good comedies throughout that decade. And it kind of fades towards like 2012-ish, 2013, when we all get a little woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, they definitely don't make comedies like this anymore. They no. Don't, I, but I think Except is one of those that kind of like falls in the cracks. It's good. It's not bad. It's just kind of there. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the thing about that is like as we get older, like everyone starts thinking about things in terms of like Mount Rushmore's of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like for comedies of the two thousands or whatever, you can only have so many on there. So like all these fall by the wayside. So like Wedding Crashers, obviously, things like that are on an, a tier A, and then these fall, you know, below it. So yeah. I could see like Van Wilder being considered like a B B tier comedy. And this is definitely you're, one of the ones in the beat. white chicks. Oh, your hot chick. I would say hot chicks more forgotten than white chick though. White chicks yeah. is funny. Adams. I mean, I, I feel definitely. like white chicks is still like, I don't know, like Vanessa Carlton. I feel like, <laughs> Oh, we were, we were grocery shopping the other day and that song came on yeah. and me and the kiddo huge age gap. Obviously we're just both da -da 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 -da. Yeah. <laughs> like Terry does. Am I the only one that hates white chicks? I've got no, a plant that hates white chicks. I might hate it now <laughs> if I were to watch it, but I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. Uh, Brandon, you were one of the people that voted for this movie. Tell me why. <laughs> got it's got such a great cast. You know, you want to, you want Justin Long to. You're really rooting for the guy. He's uh, he's he's not a great actor, but you really. <gasps> He's an everyman. He you, is. Everybody can see themselves in Justin Long. So anything that he's in, I really appreciate. And then, like you said, I mean, this is, you know, this this movie is is one of those 2000 comedies that's just like they don't make them anymore. While there isn't anything in watching this movie that you couldn't do today, like they just nobody nobody's doing it anymore. Um, yeah. And it's real disappointing. Because the premise, while it's not groundbreaking, it's safe, it's clean, it's it's it would be easy to expand upon. This would be like a Netflix series or a Hulu mm. original now. Like they wouldn't make mm. this, you know, one of those. So I did want to get into Brandon's awesome segue talking about the cast. This cast has a wide range of talent. Some get their start. For some, this is their peak. For others, it's just like mega stars before they were mega stars. And two in particular. Uh, you got Justin Long. Prior to this, I'm going to run through not everyone's IMDb, but kind of like where they were in their career, where they went. Justin Long, Dodgeball in 04, waiting in 05, accepted 06. And then my man peaked, I guess, in 2007 when he did Live Free, Die Hard, which I have no idea how he got into that movie, but he did. Jonah Hill, 40 year old virgin in 05, accepted 06, knocked up in Super Bad 07. Hell of a year for my guy, or for Amanda's guy. And then Brianna Sarah Marshall in 08, and then Funny People in 09. And then it kind of goes into like serious Jonah. But a couple more. Columbus Short, Hands. You got Sir. Oh, go ahead. I don't know who Columbus Short is. Columbus Short's Hands. He was I in know You Got he's he, hands, he's a, he was a dancer and You Got Served in 04. He was in this one. He was in Stomp the Yard in 07. 
He was armored. You know who he is? He's Harrison in Scandal. Watch. Oh, shit. No <laughs> way. <laughs> I love it when I do that to Amy. Like, when, whenever Amy's like, who's that? I have to go through IMDb and be like, okay, which one of these movies has she seen? <laughs> like, I can't say, like, you I know. I mean, I've the- seen Stomp the Yard and shit like that, but nobody watches that movie twice. So, like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's not step up to the streets, so. Mm. I know. Was that not the best line in You Got Served? When Lil' Kim was like, we're taking this to the streets. Uh, you got Blake Lively, who had just done Sister of the Traveling Pants. She goes into Accepted, and then she gets her big, like, what she's known for, 07 to 2012. She's in Gossip Girl. She plays an awesome, awesome character in the town with the mm. best Boston accent I've ever heard. Fight me on that, anybody. And then she peaks in 2011 with Green Lantern. And then you got Louis Black, who... Louis Black. She does not peak in 2011. Oh, what the heck what? is the problem with you? I'm making sure what you is... guys are paying attention. Okay, wait I'm just a minute. Doing like a couple, I'm just doing a couple years. Just a couple years. So Louis Black. But those aren't the good ones. <laughs> Go ahead, what? Louis Black. Louis Black, hell of a 2006. Does Accepted. Man of the Year, which is a Robin Williams movie, which is actually really good and kind of pertinent to this day and age with elections and stuff. Check that out. Unaccompanied Minors. And then he had his own comedy special on HBO. Louis Black, Red, White, and Screwed. In this movie, what he says is pertinent today. Oh, my God. I've never been more seen, <laughs> except by Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible cast. Is there anyone that we would like to have replaced? Apparently, I want to replace Harrison. You want to replace Columbus Short? Who would you replace? Oh, six. Tell me. I'm not sure. I think that role could have gone to someone who could have given it more, I guess. Because he was an important character, but he just didn't bring it, bring anything to it. I, I feel like he might have played it a little too straight for a dude that's just carving out dong statues. <laughs> like you needed a little bit of like, a little bit of like crazy, you know what I mean? Something. Like just a little bit of something, but he's just like a dude who's like normal. Like the way Donald Glover plays his character in Community. Yeah. Like just like Troy Barnes plays it, a, he plays it a little it's like weird. weird, you know what I mean? Or he needed to be a little bit more athletic. Like, what's his name in The Perfect Score? An obvious jock. Yeah, he okay. was definitely out of shape for a wide receiver. I did have a little little nit to pick on that one. Sure. Also with Columbus Short, or hands in general, a lot of the stereotypical high school trope and college tropes are in this movie. What is hands doing hanging out mm. with Schrader and, and mm, B? That's fair. Maybe it was a smaller school. Where your athletes and your nerds hang out? I mean, it happens. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go with those stereotypical, maybe it's like terms, in Jumanji where they hung out when they were kids. Maybe. I mean, all the parents were invited to the graduation party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, children. maybe they all lived in the same neighborhood, like literally on the same street, and they just all grew up together. Yeah. My my little nit to pick with there is I thought about this and I had it ready when we were supposed to record this last week. And then I rewatched it, the movie again today and I thought, well, it is kind of self-proclaimed. If you are the best wide receiver in the state of Ohio, oh yeah, you blow out your knee, I get that. You're not going to lose a scholarship. Or you're going to get a scholarship somewhere else. Right. Oh, yeah. M- Michigan's like, we'll take him. They should yeah. have picked Idaho or something like that. Yeah. Right. That's- yeah. But then again, I thought about it. I was like, well, he is the self-proclaimed one. So maybe he really wasn't as good as he thought he was. But still, even if you're like a four-star or a three-star, like it's three-star on rival. If you're a three-star, you're, dude, you could play, you could play it, you could play at Blinn College Juco. <laughs> Bull ride. <laughs> look at Cam t- Newton. Look, look yeah, what happened I, with Cam Newton. I tell you, I tell you, there's some there's some players that came out of there. <laughs> you still a laptop. Julian Edelman went to Juco first. Mm. Not that he's a great receiver or anything. He'll make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, buying a ticket. Amanda, Hmm. why do you love this movie? I love this movie. I don't know why I love this movie. I can't answer that. You always ask me that. It's the same answer. (laughs) Whatever Dow says. (laughs) (laughs) But this time you went first. This time you went first. (laughs) I second whatever Dow's about to say. (laughs) No, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just enjoy it. And uh, I like the cast a lot. And, you know, I love me some Justin Long. So is it a good time or is it not a good time? It is a good time. There's lots of party scenes. There's strippers. They are designers. Former beverage ops personnel. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, that dude has like it's Freddie Mercury for frontman, and then it's this guy, like a couple notches below. He's he's pretty good. You want to talk about the American dream? <laughs> he lived it. Dow, why do you love this movie? You know what's funny? I didn't even know I picked this movie. <laughs> um, but after rewatching it, I'll say this: like one of again, I'll reiterate in comedies, I need fantastic dialogue, and in this case, especially monologues. And the amount of times I nodded my head in silent, like yes, yes, was like unprecedented. You feel really seen mm. and understood. I bring this up in a lot of episodes. I always say, you know, when we watch the movie at one age, when you watch it at another, like, or it feels a lot more relevant what Lewis Black is like trying to get across. Like what the movie's trying to tell you feels a lot more relevant as you're older. Oh, for sure. Than it did then. Like it was funny yeah. then, but now you're like, oh. And I think I think one of the scenes we'll talk about here and one of the, I think one of the quotes or scenes that I think you put down was the service industry. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. Yeah. And- well, we'll get to that because you're an educator, so I, I'd like I, I want your I perspective a little bit in there. <laughs> I try to be. You're an amazing. <laughs> you you are my Jaime Escalante. Just touching kids all day. <laughs> Truly, as Ryan would have said, a gift that keeps on giving. He's a little kid lover. <laughs> my kids aren't that little. They're pretty big. They're bigger than me. <laughs> the office reference. The office reference. No, I know. I know. <laughs> No one caught that two episodes ago, and I was like, you are not going to Paris. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't, I don't, my sister was like, what did that mean? And I was like, eh, never mind. Oh, you don't listen to the podcast, do you, <laughs> Jordan? I was on it, and I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, shit. Nobody listens to this shit. <laughs> There's a lot of free crypto we're giving out if you just listen, people. Ryan's just trying to dump off his doge to people because he's tired of having What'd you it buy it at, Ryan? Under a penny. Really? Yeah. Man, Ethereum right now. Have you guys seen it? Dude, it's nice. Anyway. Sorry, Ryan. Keep going. No, you're fine. That's how us millennials have to earn our money. It's through crypto. Just just lottery tickets of crypto. crypto Indecision. Yeah, now that OnlyFans (laughs) is gone, there goes our second source of income. Oh. You totally just took my joke from earlier, but it only works coming from me. It's true. Because I am the... The girl on this podcast. Unless Ryan has an, an OnlyFans, there's tons of. I guarantee you, Ryan, Ryan will get some. Ryan will get some peeks. Gay guys love Ryan. You want? Like, you want to he hear? Gets hit on all the time. You want to hear a funny story? Oh God! So yes. have you ever have you ever met Jason, Amanda? Yes. Okay, good. So me and me and me and Jason, we were doing a pedal party in the Washington area of Houston, right? Mm-hmm. And we go to this place that. Um, one of our Sophia, Sophia, um, mm-hmm. she uh, she set this up for one of her and Kat's old coworkers, Diane, and we go to this place called F Bar, and we show up and it's a gay bar, and we are just like me and Jason, and Jay's like country guy, like you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and we show up and we're like we're sitting at the bar like buying the girls drinks, and this guy walks up and he's like, hey, can we buy you a drink? And me and Jay are like, absolutely, you can. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, Ooh, like y'all are so hot. And we were like, okay, you can look, but you can't touch. Like, And then as they walk away, me and Jay are like, this is amazing. Do they want us for our bodies? Like, Did, did Jason have facial hair at the time? Yes. Yes. Oh, he looks he's a bear. Almost, yeah, he's exactly. A bear. He looks almost exactly like, and the girls are like dancing on the stage and nobody's bothering him and stuff. And we're just like, this is amazing. What do girls complain? I love this. <laughs> Women love gay bars. <laughs> Apparently, straight men do too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ryan gets hit on all the time. You could probably make some income. Well, I believe it. No, you just put on wife beater on him, and whew, Gross. whew it's like a muscly hamster. <laughs> <laughs> you just toss him, but he comes back <laughs> even stronger. Fuck. So anyway, I'm, I'm always... so sorry we derailed that. It's okay. All right, I always like to talk about awards. Um, unfortunately, this is another movie that we're doing that went over at the Oscars and the Golden Globes, yeah. and it went over at the MTV Movie Awards. Zero percent chance. How is that even possible? Did they get any Razzies? No, but they did get oh. two nominations at the Teen Choice Awards. Okay. Justin Long was nominated for Breakout Movie Actor, but he was beat out by Shia. I get it. Transformers? Transformers, one of my guys. Wait, Transformers which, which and movie? Disturbia. Oh, oh okay. 
Jonah Hill was nominated for Best Movie Scream, but he was beat <laughs> out by Steve Carell in Evan Almighty. <laughs> but shout out to Columbus Short for being nominated for Stomp the Yard. <laughs> Best <laughs> Dance Performance. Mm. He lost out to the couple that I thought was still going to be together forever, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan for Step Up. That hurts. That was tragic, wasn't it? I mean, if they can't make it work, exactly. there's no hope for anybody. You know who is still together, though? Who? Name it. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. That, I swear, it, it like, it's game over. So you know, so if, you know how you were saying she kind of peaked and then disappeared? Now that I'm looking at her IMDb, she did disappear, but she's still very relevant because she's a pop culture mm. couple's goals or couple goals. Well, she recently did goals. that movie with uh, a simple favor. Anakin, yeah. But that's it. I mean, oh, she's oh, done other it? things, okay. but nothing like big. Okay. But she's still very relevant in social media and in just a pop culture in general because of her relationship with Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Like, I think that was when the big social media boom really like took off where you didn't have to be on the screen, on the big mm. screen or on the small screen in order to be relevant. You could be mm. relevant on Instagram. Sure. We didn't write anything out for this section. I'm a little, a little disappointed. But who are we in this movie? I got Ryan. Go. On his best days. Do you guys know what the Enneagram is? So no. there's a there's a who you are in growth and who you are in stress. Oh, okay. interesting. What wait, wait say, say that again. What's it called? Who, Enneagram. I'll send you a link Enneagram. later. Enneagram. Okay, okay. Enneagram. In growth, Ryan is a Bartleby. Sure. Bartleby. Fast talker, gets sure. you out of everything, salesman, sure. confident, sure. A little cocky. Sure. In stress. He's a Schrader. Through and through. Like a worry wart if I have ever seen one. Dow, you're hesitating. <sighs> no, but I'm with you, man. The sigh is for the times that I've had to hear. <laughs> Even today, we had Schrader moments over a garage door. We oh, Over a garage door. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I would have said we missed the recording last week and now Ryan's worrying about people being familiar with the movie and like it being a good show. Like, yeah. That too. No, just in life. Yeah, you do. At his best moments, a Bartleby. At his worst, a Schrader. Mm. Which is really sad because I like Schrader as a character, but he is very like, he definitely sucks the air out of the room sometimes when he starts to worry a lot. Do y'all watch Ted Lasso? (gasps) Yes. Okay, so Schrader's like Nate, right? Like if if they would just buck up, they would be amazing, accomplished people. Yes. This is Dow's way of telling me I need to buck up. Yep. If only I could be more subtle. <laughs> no. <laughs> Teacher of the year. Dow, what do you have for Amanda? I don't like this anymore. Amanda is Lewis Black. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just angry, <laughs> but God damn it, if it's just not words of wisdom that you just need to listen to. God damn it. <laughs> Ryan, you're a Bartleby and a Schrader. Pick what you want to be in life. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me that's not a life lesson. It is. Exactly. Brandon, who is Dow in this movie? So I was thinking he's like hands because he's got he's got Bartleby's back. Um, He's he's Mm. down for, you know, whatever. Um, He's like, oh, man, you know, it like in throughout the movie, like. You know, Schrader's like, oh, this is a the bad idea. And and you can see hands like throw in Bartleby some looks like, don't even worry. Don't even listen to this guy. Like, <laughs> let's just do it anyways. It'll be fine. And when the school gets shut down, he's like, it's cool, man. We tried. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, every time I see that scene where Bartleby is walking into the dorm room with his parents and you can see you see hands getting ready. Getting ready yeah. to like put and it on the, like, on the <laughs> and then he undoes it because yeah. they're not there yet, and then he redoes <laughs> it. I don't know why. I could see Dow doing that and being like, "Oh, Mister Mister Gaines, like, <laughs> somebody's dad," like just being a kiss ass for like that one moment where you're like, "Motherfucker, you don't do that." <laughs> High fiving Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jordan, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck Brandon, that's funny. I know who Brandon is. There was there was a black guy in the back. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. 
you're kind of like Monica. And mm. the reason why I say that is because when you see her on screen, you're like, oh, like there's obviously like something that grabs your attention. When you're on this podcast and you talk, there's something that just grabs my attention. Yep, and I'm like, yep, I, yep. Want, I want more of that guy. I want, you know, yep. and so when you see Blake Lively, you're like, you are too hot to be in this movie. God damn, I feel bad for Rory. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not bad looking. She's not. Rory looks she good. She was 30. She's 30 in the movie? Mm-hmm. She's 30 in the movie. Whoa. Justin Long was 27. All of these Whoa. guys play are um, obviously much older than sure. their high school selves. But I will say this is this did a good job of like, they don't look too old. No, no. That's what I'm saying. 30 no, is shocking. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're, you're so my you're boy. you're calling Brandon intriguing. Yeah, but he's also Blake kind of like a like an AC Law the Fourth. He comes in and drops some bombs, and then mm. too good for the team that he was on. Ooh, but was he? <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, can, can we just do? it? I want to do Antonio. I think Antonio is the younger sister, Lizzie Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are, Antonio. <laughs> Why? Like, hey, hey, motherfucker! What you gonna give me to shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we just get to the movie? Sure. All right. After receiving his latest college rejection letter, Bartleby Gaines, our non-blonde, less attractive but much cooler Zach Morris-esque leading man, devises a way to make his overbearing father and presumed alcoholic mom think that he too is college-bound. But there is a problem: he didn't make it to college actually solution opened his own university bartleby and his similarly shit out of luck friends take over an abandoned building create a fake website hire a friend's uncle to pose as the dean and boom a college is born however they do their jobs too well and soon many other quote-unquote rejects try to gain admittance to this non-existent south Harmon institute of technology or shit the fun begins when they design their own curriculum and make their own rules, but that fun comes to an end when the South Harmon version of the Cobra Kai are instructed by Dean Chilton, that guy, to have them exposed as frauds, which will ruin all the work that B and his friends have accomplished. The movie ends with a once fraudulent college becoming an actual accredited university. And we have to wonder now why we wonder about Ohio every four years. <laughs> that that's funny wow is accepted love it that's quality that's so relevant ohio we do have to worry about them every four years so as we like to do every single episode we always like to go through the movie beginning middle and end talking about our most important or our favorite scenes in the movie so how about we start off with dow so my first scene was the opening scene with bartleby and the principal because, again, there's nothing I love more in a comedy than banter. And when he's like, uh, we don't have a geekly club. And he's like, well, do we have a club for looking at magazines in their off periods? And <laughs> jerking one off. Uh, I was trying to read. I was trying to lose weight. And I was trying to flip the page. And they were kind of stuck together. <laughs> Bartleby has balls, man. And he put them Dude. on the table right away. And I tell you this as a teacher, you're like, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. And I was like, oh, this movie's going to be fun. <laughs> Who amongst us hasn't tried to pick up uh, a magazine and found that it was sticky? Oh, I was going to go opposite of that. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say, Who Among Us hadn't thought of some quip to say to our teacher to burn them. <laughs> but you took that to the other side of that argument. <laughs> Hence why Brandon's Robbie. <laughs> uh, Amanda, what do you have? Um, I like the graduation party. Um, there's a lot of good banter in that, but also like the scene where, uh, they're kind of standing in a circle asking where everybody went to college and his dad just totally shits on him oh. and embarrasses him. And he still kind of bounces back from it, even though you could tell he's hurt. Like, you know, it's going to be a good movie just by the way they developed that character. I love a movie that just starts off real quick. Okay. This guy is a like con artisty type kid. That guy who's not afraid to definitely bend the rules. and then. You go into this scene, the one that Amanda's talking about, where it's extremely awkward and uncomfortable. Mm. And I think it's awkward and uncomfortable because we've all been in a situation like that mm-hmm. with our parents or with teachers or whatnot that have just like really just didn't didn't bullshit you. They just kind of put the truth out there 
when very easily Bartleby's dad could have just said, oh, Bartleby's deciding to to take the year off. What's it called, Amanda? A gap, a gap year. year. A gap year, yeah. A gap year. But no, instead, he makes his own kid look like shit in front of Jerry Gary Gergich. I know. Jerry Gary. It's It was weird to see him in a position of power. Right? Mm-hmm. Real quick, it's not one of my favorite scenes, but when he doesn't get into college and him and his sister are having that conversation, and she's like, well, I wouldn't have titled my college essay, I don't know what to do with my life. Like, depending upon how you write that essay, that would have been a really good, like... Mm-hmm. So if you're applying to A&M, that's not something they want to hear. Right. right. But if you're applying to Rice, right. they love that shit. Yeah. We that want shit. ambiguous... Yeah, they, the we liberal, want somebody that's multiple. Colleges. Yeah. Your Northwesterns. <laughs> They're good at football now. They're mainstream. Mine is when the parents meet with the dean, which what college does anyone here know where the dean is going to sit down with the parents? None, because you're stu- the student is an adult. Oh, that reminds me when he says, I'm going to see the dean because I paid for I pay for tuition. I have a right to see him. That does not work because my dad tried it with my sister. And they were like, no, she's an adult. Also, Bartleby fucks this whole thing up by not doing an out-of-state school. Like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? I was, I was like, man, okay. I think this so is. You've got the school and you've got the name and you got this check from your dad. But now your dad wants to drop you off. Man, you fucked up. I'm making this a local institution. I think there's a lot of things that when you really look at it, like fucks this movie up. And that's a, I mean, that's, we'll I think there. that's a, that's a uh, product of the times, right? Like you just have to take liberties to make a movie where you make fake yeah. college. Like there's so many things. That um, just... Breaking news. Antonio's probably losing his shit right now because CM Punk is back. He joined the oh AEW. We'll never hear the fucking end of it now. Can you please give me what the acronym of what AEW stands for? Isn't it like All Elite Wrestling or American I Elite? have no idea. That was a legitimate question. All I know is that Chris Jericho started it. All oh. Elite Wrestling. Oh, I do know Chris Jericho. We've got a tweet storm from him just in case you were wondering. You know where I heard that Chris Jericho was starting AEW? Wow. On Justin Long's podcast. Is Justin Long a podcast? It's so fun. Is well, it? Maybe not fun, but I like it. What's it about? Like, what's his? He just talks to people, talks to other oh, celebrities. That's fun. Good for he's him. not a very good interviewer, but he's very like everyman about it. So it's <laughs> you know. And, and what's funny when we were talking about everyman earlier, I, like I found it funny because he is an everyman, but when you look at his different like roles, they're different everymans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Dodgeball was a different everyman. This is a different everyman. He's just not that into you as a different everyman, but it still somehow links to an everyman, even though it's very yeah. different characters. The breakup. Just an he was underseen, definitely an, an underseen. Yeah. yeah. An underseen person. Yeah. I guess that's true. It, you, you feel underseen no matter what kind of like type of person he's portraying. Mm-hmm. All right. Middle of the movie. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I just wanted to say it because I didn't get to say oh, it. Sure. Pimps and whores. Pimps and whores. That's all. Go ahead. Mm. Pyres and sellers. Pimps and whores. I mean, but if you really stop and think about it, he's not wrong. But anyhow, middle One of the of movie. My yeah, so, monologues. So, so segueing into that, my favorite middle of the movie was when he talks about college being a service industry. I mean, you look at AM, like I remember I went to my optometrist and he was an Aggie that graduated in 89. And he was like, dude, there was nothing there. And then we graduated in 07 and like there was stuff there. And now we go back for football games and I'm like, is this like a metropolis like oasis? Like how's there just so much stuff? And there's just so much money being pumped in because again, you're offering a service. If you don't have these things as a college nowadays, you're just not attractive as a location. Right. Even like the campus, like it's just so different. Like there's a building in front of the building that I used to go to all the time. Like, you know, like Blocker, like Blocker's like old and decrepit compared to like, I mean, it's just nuts how much and stuff Blocker was like that. the newer building when we mm-hmm. were there. When we were there. Exactly. That's where I took all my math classes. That's where I took my philosophy class where I learned. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Didn't we take? Oh, we took agronomy together. With Martellus Bennett. <laughs> with Mark. Dude. For those of you that are football fans, Martellus Bennett took a class with Ryan and I, and it was magical. That motherfucker made an A on every test. That <laughs> shit was hard. He loved that shit. That was his topic. There was one time we were having a discussion. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got so there was one time, right? He like uh, our, our professor's name was Dr. Hall. He was a doctor of soil 
in agronomy at AM. And uh, he was talking about soil. And then in the middle of class, Martel's raising, he's like, Dr. Hall, how about that quicksand? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were all just like, come on, Dr. Hall, tell me about quicksand. And he like goes on like a little one minute thing about quicksand. He's like, hey, great game last 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 Saturday, Martellus. <laughs> and goes back to his lecture. To his credit, everyone kind of like, what the fuck is Martellus Bennett talking about? But yeah. he like formed the question yeah. or the answer around yeah. that question yeah. and made it relevant to agronomy. It was yeah. fucking incredible. And then capped it off with the good game last week. Yeah. And we were just like, mm. <laughs> they didn't throw me shit. Yeah. <laughs> we dude, he learned how to block so good at AM. Yeah, you're welcome, Bill Belichick. <laughs> Thank you. Coach Fran. God damn it. Uh Brandon, did you have anything for the middle of the movie? Just the just the mon- montages. Um, mm. Even I, yeah. I mean, every great great movie's got uh, montage. Also, my favorite. I think one of my favorite scenes is just the idea of being able to pick your own major. Uh, which I was going to ask you guys. I don't know if this is in the. You go for outline, it, Brandon. You go, go for it. If you guys could pick your own majors in college, <sighs> what would you have majored in? Like you mean pick as in makeup or pick as in anything? Okay. Any okay. you can major okay. in anything. You can. Graduate with oh. a degree, and it, I don't whatever. care about my—I don't care about my future at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ryan. Ooh, like if uh, what is your heart's desire? Mine would be like history of film. Like I don't want to go to film sure. school, but I just want to talk about movies. Basically, mm-hmm. what I'm doing now for fun. Fair, Amanda. You know that I'm still searching for my passion. So why would you ask me? What's your passion at the moment? Botany, exotic plants. Ooh, botany. You could be like a yeah. A Mark. What was his? What was uh, Matt Damon on The Martian? You could be Mark Watney. You could make potatoes from dude, shit. Dude, that move. Dude, that movie made botany really fucking cool, dude. Yeah. What about you? Uh, sociology, hundred percent. That class was one of the only classes I look forward to reading books in. Was sociology. I took sociology two hundred five. The McDonaldization of America. Great. Really, McDonald. I actually read that book in college. I took minority groups and I took one called um, social sex where it's like subgroups of, you know, culture and stuff. And I wrote a paper about Ninja Turtles one about (laughs) how the reason why Shredder's group was so popular because there was such a big group of kids that felt disillusioned by their like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I got an A. Foot clan. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. I I was like, dude, I love that stuff. I love the idea of people, man. Brandon, what about you? I'm interested to hear what yours is. I was thinking, I thought about it today or when I was, you know, when I watched the movie and I was like, oh man, you know, I, I, I don't know though. I don't know if it, so if you graduate with this degree and then presumably you can, somehow you can make money with it. What would I do? I, I don't know, man. I really, I, I. It was your question. I know, <laughs> but I can't think of, him, I don't have, you I don't let have him an get answer away with to it. I don't know. <laughs> what well, are you I'll say interested this, in I'll, right I'll, now <laughs> I'll, I'll say this like i think that's why people sometimes ask questions is not necessarily because they know the answer right but because they're trying to find the answer and that's, that's what true. i think is the embodiment of this movie right like nobody in this movie knows any of the answers to the questions they have right that's what i think is so interesting about like the idea of like lewis black and what he's saying is like school sucks the creativity out of you right you're forced to walk a path. Right. It's structured in a way that makes no sense. And that's where they kind of get mm-hmm. to with that scene between Bartleby and Blake Lively's character. Monica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica. Monica, when he's like, she's like, I'm a photography major, but I can't take this. And I got to take she's not a photography major. That's the thing. She she couldn't take any of those. Right. Classes. And then they end the scene, which is very, very clever. Oh, I'm going to be late to my ancient history. That has nothing to do with anything that you want to do. Done. Also, in those montages, Brandon. Those that soundtrack really shines. Love me some Green Day, especially it was so relevant at that time. Holiday was like perfect, the perfect Mm. song for that montage. Mm. This movie really, to me, has a very late '90s, like super early 2000s comedy feel to like. I feel like those the late '90s, early 2000s, like really driven by their their soundtrack and I, this movie at some points feels like it's really driven and driven well by its soundtrack. End of the movie. Dad, what you got? I had Bartleby's speech. We talk about rooting for Bartleby and I didn't really root for Bartleby because like, in my opinion, he coasted through a lot of life. 
which I've never been a huge fan of. But at the end, you really felt like he had gone for this. He had worked hard for this, and he felt like it was truly something worth preserving. And that was the first time I actually rooted for him. At the end, he had taken meaningful, um, uh, purposeful steps to try to improve his student body. And that I will always respect as an educator. You know what I mean? Like you can say whatever you want about what people try, but if the end goal is to make your students better as people, I will always be a supporter of that. Real quick, as an educator, do you believe that students can also be teachers as well? Oh yeah. I learn stuff from my students all the time. I, I tell my students all this time, listen, 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 you let me know when you think something is dumb. Or when you think something can be better. And some of my absolute best things that I do in my classroom are because of my students. They're like, Mr. Dow, why do you do it like this? Why don't you do it like this? And I'm like, damn, why don't I do it like that? That's way that's way smarter than what I do. Dude, why are companies that listen to their customers better companies? Right. See, right? as unrealistic as the premise of this movie is, Mm-hmm. I don't care about all the unrealistic, oh, why didn't Bartleby do the the college here? Why didn't they decide to do this? Or mm-hmm. how are they going to get away with that? I don't give a shit about all that. What bothered me was when Dr. Chilton, and I don't even know his name. I just call him Dr. Chilton because he's the guy from- Yeah, yeah, from, uh, from Hannibal. Science of the Lands. Or Science Hannibal. Of the Lands. Yeah, Hannibal, all of them. Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, God, he's got the most punchable face. Him and Ted Cruz. Yeah. Just like, <clears throat> Anyhow. Ted Cruz, that's Sorry. Jay's boy. Don't, don't do that shit. Kurt will laugh but, so hard. <laughs> but that is one of the things that really what, that really bothers me is when he was like, teachers or students can't be teachers. Look, the problem with that is almost all people in education are Dr. Chilton's. And that's the problem. Right. Van Horn. That is his name? Van Horn? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For the Van Horn gateway. That yeah, yeah, narcissistic yeah. fuck. Mine's Parents' Day. Mm-hmm. When the parents come and everything just goes to shit, that initial parents are here. Bartleby's like, oh, let me try to Zach Morris the shit out of this, you know, try to get out of out of trouble here. Ryan's favorite character to ever exist in the history of media. It's what he strives to be, and I should be really worried about it. Oh, God. No, you're his yeah. Kelly Kapowski. Shut up. You will always be my Kelly Kapowski. They got married in Vegas, We're, we're going to end up in Hawaii one day, and I can't wait. I'm going to eat some Spam Asubis. I'm going to eat some poke. <laughs> it's going to be delicious. I'm going to make the, the – I'm probably going to be uh, being the officiant can't wait got my speech speech ready let's fucking do this oh my god your speech um in every movie there's always the the conflict point there's that point Mm -hmm. in the movie where it's going to shift and it's going to change and it's very uncomfortable this one does a very good job of even though it feels like it's a college comedy it does a really good job of giving you that full just moment of damn this shit's really coming to a head isn't it like fuck they're here how are you gonna get them out how, yeah. how are you going to get out of trouble on this one? Wait, can I give oh, can ahead. I give a little shout out to, because they're not mentioned here, all the scenes where Bartleby has an exchange with Hoyt, because those are my be- my favorite like scenes. Like the, the it's, it's almost like if you could get away with it on Facebook, you would. Uh-huh. Fuck. Like he's, I, I feel Amanda right now. I feel Amanda right now. Like, uh, okay, Karen, you racist. Uh, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of sexual repressed energy in here. I feel yeah. <laughs> And Hoyt just is like, let me guess, you want me to sign your petition banning minorities from your yacht club? (laughs) Oh, that was going to be my second guess. (laughs) Uh, Great segue into the next segment. Deeper plot discussions. So what's a better douchebag name? Hoyt or Sack? And if you don't know exactly, if you don't know what I mean, the character's name in Wedding Crasher is not Zack. It's, it's sack, like, like a sack, sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hoyt or sack? Who names their kids sack? You know who does? Rich people. Rich white, rich white I mean, it's got to be short for something, though, right? Sackery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be Hoyt Pembroke. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's it. They're both bad. Like Hoyt. they probably made him expose his sack at some point. <laughs> that's true. That's the Kids are punishment. fucking mean, dude. Kids yeah. are terrible. So mean. Like. They're the worst. Next question: Does community college ruin the entire premise of this movie? A thousand percent. Everybody can get in somewhere. 
Ryan. I'll play devil's advocate and say that I don't think it does. In what the movie's trying to do, there's a very elitist level in those parents of college, not community college. Does that make sense? Sure. That's the only argument that I could have that would yeah, justify I mean, I that. think even Bartleby says, you know, state was his fallback. So I don't even think community college is an option here. for. That's for almost not going to college. Plus, Rory only applied to Yale. Like, yeah, that's nuts. Fucking does that? Jesus. Gap years also kind of ruin this too. Why doesn't she just apply somewhere else next semester? Mm. I'll say this in her defense as devil's advocate: like, if you are the type of parent that is expecting your child to go to Yale, you're also expecting your child not to take a gap year. True. It's yeah. a waste of waste of time. Waste mm. of in in their minds. Yeah, I don't see this group of parents signing off on a gap year anyways, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Does Bartleby's speech about not going to college when he's at the dinner table more pertinent than ever? Yes. Look at our generation. I've said this, dude. If Josh, my son, who is less than one year old, is not smart, I'm sending him to HVAC school. Do you know how much I would pay right now if my AC went out? A million dollars. Like, <laughs> Take the loan or take my mortgage. Exactly. <laughs> I will take out a double mortgage for you to fix this AC. I feel like trade school nowadays is such a lucrative business, especially – and I'll say this. Especially if you have like an entrepreneurial mind. Mm-hmm. Master brewer. That's Ooh. what I would do. Ooh, master I would want to be. I would want. I want to brew my own whiskey, and I would go to Ooh. college to learn Wait. to brew my own whiskey. You want to distill? distill? Distill whiskey. Yeah. I've asked this to Antonio. Are you a whiskey guy? Like a real whiskey guy? I'm. I. I enjoy whiskey. That's that's my drink of choice. If you ever make your way down to Houston, dude, let me know, dude. I'll I'll, I'll hook you up some good stuff. Dude. Definitely, definitely. Next question. Who's asking the head of the student body to inquire about old houses? Of t- t- made zero sense. I was like, I get that he's the head of the community outreach or whatever, but like, how is that? What does that have, do real estate? Yeah, you you have someone on staff that you pay to do this. Why are you getting this yeah. free labor out of this kid? If you pay someone to drive a golf cart to get you from one building to the one next to it, you can probably afford an agent to go out and get those buildings for yeah. you. Hey, dude, that was at prom seven months ago. <laughs> can you go make a real estate deal for me that involves <laughs> acquiring? That was one of my questions. How the fuck old is Hoyt Ambrose? He's He's got to be at most a sophomore. At most a sophomore. Up until we started rewatching this movie for the podcast, I was like, oh, he graduated with Bartleby and uh, Monica. He's the same grade. No. Like, he's already at college. So, at most a sophomore, at most. Right. Because anything more, and that's maybe creepy. Maybe a junior, though, because what sophomore do you know is head of their fraternity? Well, that's why I was thinking senior. Rich parents. Legacy. Is Bartleby's college. The precursor to Fire Festival. <laughs> yes and no, because he delivered. Exactly. Exactly. But like, he was literally one standard deviation away from this being the He fire. took all that money and then tried to put something together afterward. Instead of taking it, I'll agree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing, seeing an alternate ending, though, where Bartleby actually goes to prison. And then we get 20 minutes of Bartleby in prison at the end of it. I think I felt something. <laughs> he goes to prison, but he's got the African fertility statue in his cell with him. He's like, hey, Bartleby, you want some Saturday night? And he's like, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> I got this statue with me. <laughs> you guys want to get some awards? Let's yeah. do it. The Toby Maguire Jordana Brewster Award for the worst actor. I'm going to say mine first because yours is full of mystery. Who you got? I got Adam Hirschman, who plays Glenn. Yes. Um, do you? Is this a case of like it's a bad actor or a bad character? Or is it both? 
I, I feel like it's a little bit of both, right? Like, I feel like the one right actor for this one right part might have been better. I feel like there's not many people that have could have made that could have made this role correct, if that makes yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't really talked about Rory a whole lot. And Rory, Maria Thayer, was the movie she did after this was Forgetting Sarah Marshall. In Forgetting Sarah Marshall, her husband in that movie. Do y'all remember who that is? Kenneth the Page. I think Jack McBrayer would have played a better Glenn, but not as Glenn. Oh, that just rolled. Almost like a screech-ish kind of role. Like, I'm sorry, I keep bringing it back to yeah. you by the bell. But, like, it, to me, it was a bit of a stretch. Like, even when they do, like, the the, the lobotomy thing where they they put the, yeah. the thing. Like, okay, I get it. He's brain dead. But he's not really brain dead. But, but that's what I'm saying. That role, I think, is really hard to, to cast. Yes, to cast, right? like, a long type of character in general. Exactly. I think it's just a tough character to cast. There's a scene that Glenn or Adam Hirschman has as Glenn where they're standing on the roof and he's like, oh, look, there's my ex-girlfriend, Sarah Pelfan or whatever. And then he just yells out like, you broke my heart. And I'm like, the scene was bad and totally Pointless. Unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary. It wasn't funny. But I exactly. And I feel like one actor, I don't know who it is, but could there has to be one actor that could have done that correctly. I don't know who it is. Give me the I page. don't know who it is. Give me the page. Does does Brain Dead Glenn land the three X strippers? No, but Homeboy the Page could probably if like You could see Kenneth the Page right landing, landing those three. That's what I'm saying. I think I think I got a winner there. The Alonzo Harris Award for the best scene. In the movie. All, and I do mean all, Lewis Black scenes. Yes. You talked about Red, White, and Screwed. That is my manifesto in life. It just hits you in the face. I've I've literally never watched something in my life and been like, are you in my brain? Right. Like that. Like, like I'm just like, dude, how do you feel everything that I feel? Lewis Black specials are, are awesome. My scene was a Lewis Black scene. Mine was the pimps and whores. Pimps and yeah. whores. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that's such a good scene because he starts off with a very, I am the dean. I'm taking this seriously. And then all of a sudden he goes off on a rant. He Almost like a Sam Kinison type he rant. He cannot help it. And then, and then brings it back at the very end to get a great starting salary. <laughs> and Bartleby's dad's like, hmm, I do love a good starting salary. <laughs> It's all the Lewis Black scenes and then honorable mention to um, the Bartleby Hoyt exchanges. Those, yeah, those, I mean, and and, and again, they piggyback, like the subtlety. And if you're really not paying attention, you might not catch it, which is how good that is, right? Because it's so deliberate. Mm -hmm. But how can you be deliberate and subtle at the same time? It's, It's a person knowing that they're smarter than the person they're talking to. Exactly. Floyd Pembroke. Uh, the AC Law of the Fourth Award. It always varies week to week. Dad, who you got? I got him. Go for Mark it. Mark Derwin, Bartleby's dad. Why? He comes in, he goes for it, and he goes for it hard. And I feel like he plays that role perfectly. It's just so harsh, but so needed to illustrate the like disconnect between parents and kids such a small role but so impactful in my opinion i'm gonna give it to my guy sam horrigan you're probably like who who is sam horrigan sam horrigan is one of the frat boys but he's also spike from the little giants he's yes from drink i i I noticed spike from the little giants yes and then he's a fucking frat boy he's one of the ones that wears a visor off to the side a little bit with his gelled hair sticking out just a little bit that's my guy sam horrigan because he had a couple good like uh let's compare ac law seasons to movies he had three good movies three good seasons and then i don't know what happened Mm, that's fair i mean dude Dude, I, I I was like, dude, it's a little Giants kid. For me, it's uh, it's actually going to be Jonah Hill. Oh, good one. I think that's great. I think that he uh, this in this particular role, I think uh, he's a he's a constant presence throughout the movie, a steady hand, um, mm. but has some has some big moments. 
uh, ask me about my wiener. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to have sex with girls that look like that. <laughs> you know, quality, quality performance from an unsuspecting Jonah Hill. And, and I would say this, and I would I say like this, it. you said, you said this was before Superbad. Yes, this was. That's nuts, right? Like, is that not a nuts Superbad. stat? Like, this is before Superbad. This is some AC Law stuff, dude, for him, dude. Him being Kevin Durant, dude. That's right. Oh, we love you, AC. Look, never take this as a sign of disrespect. We have to tell Antonio to tag Martellus Bennett and AC Law the fourth on Twitter. The Mark Wahlberg Award for the best acting performance. I think we're all in agreement. All in agreement mm-hmm. here, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It's Lewis Black. I mean, they wrote the role specifically for Lewis Black. Yeah. Like no one else was being considered for this role, so it mm-hmm. get, it took they took Lewis Black's personality and put it into a character. I'll also say this: there's many a times where they stick a comedian in a role, and they let comedians do the bits from their act on the movie. So. If you watch uh, Lethal Weapon 4 with Jet Li, mm-hmm. four. when Chris Rock does the whole like, you know, like the like that's from his that's from his special. The big old wind of Oh, I screwed up. Gotta go back. But you but you feel or like those bits with Chris Rock in Lethal Weapon 4, you were like, oh, those are bits from his special. With this, you might have known that they were Lewis Black's bits from his special, but it fits so seamlessly that if you didn't know, you would be like, oh, this is just dialogue that they wrote for the movie. Right. Honorable mention for Hannah Marks, who plays Lizzie. She probably could have been an AC Law the Fourth Award because she comes on, steals a scene, and then leaves. Mm, so true. But also Jonah. Like, okay, so this this whole movie, essentially every day that they went in, they just improved. Mm-hmm. It felt like it, right? They were given the bare bones outline of what's supposed to happen, and they were told to improv the whole thing. So Jonah, you can just see his talent there in in the improv. Obviously, Lewis Black, right? Mm-hmm. But i I think you see a I think you see something special with him, with Jonah Hill. Yep. Quotes, quotes. Um, what you got? Ask me about my wiener. <laughs> Good job, Brandon. <laughs> I mean, because he says it really convincingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually like it better when he says it when he's chasing that guy. He's like, "Hey, ask me about my wiener." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a couple. So when Bartleby and the family's at the dinner table, and he's like, "Check the cobbler, glug glug glug." <laughs> like, <laughs> shout out to the mom. You know who the mom is, right? No. She's Ann Cusack. She's the youngest of the Cusacks. Oh, Joan Cusack and... John Cusack's little sister. Cus- oh, the youngest, you say. So the rest of my quotes are just uh, Lewis Black stuff. So if you're rich, the government will protect every buck you make and every shit you take. That's straight from one of his specials. How is that not relevant today? Yep. Health insurance, my ass. They don't pay for shit. You get sick on a Friday, they only pay for Monday through Thursday. You got a Dr. A, they only pay for Dr. B. You break your penis, they only fix vaginas. And that's not a man joke. That's like a real thing. It's like if you break your vagina, they're like, we only fix penises. Like, that's some real shit with fucking health insurance. Yep. I always love a good weed reference. Bartleby, are you huffing grass? <laughs> that's such a parent thing. Like, that's such a parent. It reminded like, me of from Moneyball when he's like, you know, he's he's on the weed. It's like... Yeah, he's on the. <laughs> There's two of them I added. Um, when Bartleby goes, uh, listen, guys, there are plenty of successful people who didn't get into college. Albert Einstein, you know, Pocahontas never went. When he says Pocahontas. Corey Feldman and Corey Haim, they had a great run. <laughs> shouts it's to true. Shouts to Corey Haim. Rest in peace. Mm. Did you know that one? Yeah, I did. God damn it. I'm going to get him on Is the Is that what one. you were trying to do there? Maybe. Is that why you did that? Maybe. Did nobody die in this movie? Thank God. God that'd be sad. I was like, why didn't he say Michael Dell? That's like the most successful person who dropped out of college. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. He was the Apple spokesperson. <gasps> he was, wasn't he? That was such a good campaign. He was. He became the, the spokesman like right before the release of this movie, too. I think, I think that brought Apple back. Yeah, the, I'm, yeah, I'm a Mac, and this is a PC. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's wrong with saying nice tits? 
<laughs> Who amongst us hasn't wanted to sexually harass someone? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Amanda. I always I've already talked about the the exchanges with Hoyt, so like let me guess, you want me to sign your petition banning minorities from your yacht club? That was good. That's really um, good. Or the one where he's like, oh, I'm not really into guys, but I'm I'm glad your parents um, support your lifestyle. <laughs> they may not understand, but I do. <laughs> I love that part of it. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. Um, there is one line he said in his final speech. Uh, it's not funny or anything like that, but I really liked it. He was he turns to the parents. He said, "What? well, what about you, parents? Did the system oh. really work out for you? And I feel like, especially with like, this day and age, right? Like if you turned around to like a PTA of sixth graders right now and you asked that question, that would be really interesting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Last one. I can't believe no one has said anything, but uh, who's that? Oh, that's our mascot. A sandwich? You're the shit sandwiches? <laughs> Speaking of shit, it was used 62 times in this movie. Really? I would have guessed. Um, if you had told me an over-under odds maker, I would have guessed way over. 62? Yeah. That's a shit ton. <laughs> ratings and ratings only. Um, Amanda, why don't you kick us off? We're doing it again. Season one, I rated it based on quality. But by our standards now, which is would you rewatch and would you recommend, I would do both of those things. <laughs> I really don't want to give it a four, but it's a four. I don't want to give it a four because for me, it's not. Is this an unsolicited recommendation where you have to tell someone, hey, have you seen Accepted? Was he accepted? Depending on the conversation, right? Does the conversation lead to a place where I'm like, this concept says, or you would appreciate this movie based on the topic that we're talking about right now, because it would tell you, it would give you some insight on what you're trying to figure out. I dig it. I could see that, especially now. I'm not just going to like walk up to a stranger and be like, have you seen Accepted? I would with Father and the Bride. That's what I'm and that thing you do. So, but, That's a good movie. But I would unsolicitedly give it unsolicitedly. Sure. Give it sure. to give it to somebody if that were relevant to our conversation. I respect that. I respect your four and your right to give them. Okay. Brandon, what is your rating, sir? I hate it. Uh, I'm going to give this one a four. Um, it's just, it's a funny movie. And like I said at the beginning, they don't do this anymore. Also, we should make a website, uh, for all of the OnlyFans, uh, people who are losing their, their platform and we'll call it only ratings. (laughs) You have to, you have to leave a rating on, on any content that you look at. (laughs) Oh my God. Just, oh my God. (laughs) Dude, Pass. you have to drop some dollars. <laughs> I'll go so you can go last, out because I, I know how much this movie means to you. Sure. <sighs> it's a three. I love this movie. I rewatch it all the time when it's on. I just don't think I'd go right out and say, oh, check out Accepted. That's just me. Dow? So I was going to give it a two until I heard everybody's arguments. And honestly, but I think... I think Ryan's right in terms of giving it a three. Like the idea of the applicability of this movie in today's day and age absolutely raises it a level for me. Like I think the idea of like understanding what college is and what it should be and what it and honest and honestly, the answer is what it should be right is answered in a lot of ways in this movie. And to me, that's what makes it a three, like, and possibly higher than that. Cause like, I feel like a lot of kids today are disillusioned with education, right? Yeah. And I feel like this movie gives an outlet for a lot of those kids. And like, finding yourself is not necessarily a college thing. And finding yourself might be the most important thing you ever do in your life. Like, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? What am I good at? That's not what college is the best for, you know what I mean? And I and as an educator, like obviously like I have conflicting interests but like it's true like dude, figure out what you want to do in life. Figure out what you're good at in life. Try to find the where those two match and like 
do something great with your life. You know what I mean? I think that's at the end of the day, what educators really want. We just don't necessarily have the ability to say the things that Lewis Black says. You know what I mean? You're right. You're absolutely right. Words to live by bar educator. You guys want to do a little FMK? Let's do it. What you got, Ryan? And just to preface the audience, nobody has any idea what this FMK is going to be. Please don't include Justin Long in any of them. No, I'm no. not. No, 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 I'm not. They're in I'm all not. of them. This, I'm going to take a little bit it's of a Justin different. Long, Justin no, Long. No, because Justin, Justin Long, Long looks like my brother, and that's weird. And I can't kill him either. So name it. That's that's even better. I, I for it. some reason, Justin Long kind of looks like Ryan to me. Well, my brother and Ryan. People call Ryan my brother all the time. So oh, that's so sweet. Okay. It's called that's self love. <laughs> Are you self-loving yourself? <laughs> That's so sweet. That that content would that content is very popular, probably on on OnlyFans. <laughs> like a stepbrother, step. Oh my god, that's so true. And so gross. <laughs> Help me, stepbrother. I'm stuck. <laughs> Since this movie has one of the most memorable douchebags ever, and we talked about two of them in movie history, Hoyt from Accepted. Sack from Wedding Crashers, or Joey, played by Andrew Keegan in 10 Things I Hate About You. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Wow. Oh, my God. Dude, Biggest that's so Biggest douchebag in a movie. That's so good. I'll go. You are going to fuck Joey because he's a model. You're sure. going to marry Hoyt because that motherfucker is rich. You just know. And, and then we're going to kill Sack because Sack's a dick. Although I do love Bradley Cooper, but Sack is a dick. So I'm going to disagree with you on the kill and the marry. Because if we're talking about wealthy. Oh, that's true. You cannot disagree. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) He saves motherfucking otters. (laughs) Can I wipe his face? (laughs) He's like, Christopher Walken's like, I can't listen to another fucking otter story from you, sack. Amanda. I'm going to go with Dow. Oh, I'm seconding Dow as I always. I Brandon. Oh, God. I love Bradley Cooper, though. Um, I'm probably I'm probably fucking sack. Um, killing Joey. Marion. Um, fuck, I forgot the other option. Hoyt. But Hoyt. Wait, yes. He's got so much potential. He, exactly. He's an up-and-comer, dude. He's an up-and-comer. This was really fun, guys. I appreciate everybody. Sorry about the little technical deal, but... Um, oh, no, you're good, man. I don't know. I think it's going to be dealer's choice. If someone gives us a recommendation, we'll give you 25... I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that shit. I can't afford that. <laughs> I'll give you all the safe moon you want. <laughs> Less than a penny. Whatever. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate y'all. All right, later.